Aloha party people, you are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 153. This episode is sponsored by Tandawai Rum, the world's largest rum producer and winner of over 170 international medals in the past four decades. Check out their webpage at tandawaiusa.com or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at tandawaiusa. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly t-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit tikibartshirtclub.com. On this episode, I road trip up to the San Francisco Bay with our friend Boris Hamilton. We visit and review our experiences at RNG Lounge, Pagan Idol, Zombie Village, The Buena Vista, Skomas, California Gold, Marin Joe's, and Bon Voyage. Special thanks to Buzz Deadwax for hosting our stay at the Alta Vista Tiki Room, the Giant Morning Lattes, and the Bottomless Buzz Ties. Before we get into this, I'd also like to mention that we've got a new Tiki Mug out for 2020. This mug is based on the old vintage monkey pot souvenirs carved in the Philippines and sold all over Hawaii in the 60s and 70s. Pre-orders are open now and they're selling pretty fast. So go to DesertOasisRoom.com to get yours now before they're all sold out. In the meantime, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a good rating. Doing so helps people find the show and helps boost our presence. Also, subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures, and subscribers always get new releases first. Okay, let's not keep you waiting any longer. Here's our review of some Bay Area tiki bars and hotspots with our friend, Boris Hamilton. by what I say that, you know, if if gin is basically flavored vodka, then I still like regular flavored vodka more. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I'd rather have... What's the brand? If you had to go to a vodka, a flavored vodka brand, because, I, you know, some of it's acceptable, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, vodka in general is... There's whipped cream vodka. We want to avoid that stuff. Yeah, but, but you know, I'm fine with the Absolute or the Stoli, probably, or the Smyrna. I don't know. But, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there. All right, so we should probably tell our listeners what's happening. We are... On the five freeway, somewhere down the middle of the state, we've done a San Francisco mini crawl. I think we were only in town for about 48 hours. Yeah, about 48 hours and about 6,000 calories. Yeah, yeah. And so I want to share our thoughts on some of the bars that we visited. We had an opportunity to see some new stuff that we hadn't seen before. Yep. One of which was California Gold. But should we go there first or should we talk about... How let's, we got to that point. Let's go in order. 
All right. So remind me where we went first. It's already been. Well, first we left my house in the relatively nice weather, and then we got rain and snow. Rain and snow. Oh, so we want to talk about the. Well, that's. I mean, then we well, got then okay. we got to the Alta Tiki Lounge. What? So I don't want to pass up that how horrendous our drive up was because. You know, typically it's about a five or six hour straight shot up the five freeway. Uh-huh. So we got into the grapevine, it's covered in snow, and slippery roads combined with that snow, I guess there were a couple of big rigs that collided and closed half the freeway down. So we were stuck in the grapevine for at least an hour, hour and a half maybe. But we were moving at least. I mean, we, you know, maybe yeah, we were going crawling. four miles an hour, but at least we weren't like crawling the people but, turning yeah. around or any of that stuff. And then on the way up, it was pouring rain the whole way. And so it was intermittent traffic. Yeah. And it took us probably, I know I left my house at 7.30 a.m. I didn't, I don't think we got to Buzz's place in Daly City until about 6.30. Oh, I thought it was like 5.30. Um, no, I know that was after 6. Ew. Yeah, it was pretty ugly, but um, we made it, had some buzz ties, and then we went to the RNG Lounge. RNG Lounge in Chinatown, Lychee Martinis. Lychee Martinis, which, uh, yeah. Uh, they weren't bad. They weren't bad. It was a, My lychee tasted like a scallop, but other than that, it, okay. was, it was fine. Lychee Martinis were okay. Yeah. The food was good. The food was great. I, I, I'm going back there again. Yeah, so um, Chinese food in Chinatown, that's always... In a basement? In the basement is always pretty good. Yeah. And then what was our first stop after that? Then we went to Pagan Idol. Pagan Idol. Uh, and then, of course, Maritza, who's always great. Delightful. Greeted us with a hug and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Had, uh, I don't even remember what I ordered People seem genuinely happy that our group was there. I think so. That was nice. You know, I don't know if it's because it was a holiday weekend, but it was nice and slow. I know that the bar owners don't like it when it's slow, but for I patrons do. like us, <laughs> it's much more comfortable when you can choose a booth, actually. We got yeah, to, or read the menu. Yeah, read the menu, not wait in a long, long-ass line. Right. Uh, I don't remember what I ordered, but... Uh, I think it was something generic. I got a Mai Tai, and it was magic. It was it was a very good Mai Tai. This was your first time at Pig and Idol, right? First time at Pig and Idol. What are your thoughts about that? I think it's a neat place. So um, they, I still don't get the concept of a squid or a kraken pulling down a ship, but then not pulling it down all the way. I don't I don't know understand they, that either, yeah. but I know that the front part of the bar is... I guess the concept is that you are on a ship and then the back part doesn't open until you've arrived at your port. In outer space? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and so that's when the back bar opens. I think they keep the front bar only open for the first hour. And okay. Then, and then after the first hour, they'll open the back bar too. So, but, you know, we went later on in the evening, so it was already opened up. On a rainy evening. I don't even know if the drinks are different up I know that... Some of the NorCal Tiki people are probably scolding us for this right now, but are the drinks different in the front than they are in the back? We don't know. We don't know. You know what? I'm going to scold them for living in Northern California. That's right. So we're even. <laughs> so, because, you know, in Southern California, sometimes the back bar is gin only or yeah. uh, they do specialty cocktails. Yeah. You know um, what? Keep it in the back. So, <laughs> keep your gin back there. I don't know how different the front bar is, but. Uh, 
From Pagan Idol, we went to Zombie Village. Yes. And Zombie Village, uh, what are your thoughts about that? That was your first time there, too. That was uh, a lot of uh, sensory overload when you walk in. And I think the music was a little... It was good music, but it was still, like, a little up in your face a little bit. But, you know, after we're there for a few minutes, it kind of calmed down. Well, I'm trying to remember what the music was. I think that they had a mix of Exotica and kind of chill-out lounge they style. They did. They did. Music yes. playing. Uh, and it worked. It did. It did. But, you know, like, I, I could be wrong, but when you open the door and Louis Prima's yelling at you and you don't know where you are and you're in someone's way, that, that can be much sometimes. Yeah. But... We were able to get seats pretty quick, and yeah. my drinks were good, yeah. and uh, it was a nice night. Yeah, and uh, thankfully Doc was there that night. Yes. So uh, Doc did the did the drinks for us. Yes. It wasn't any of the other bartenders. I got to see one of his assistants by the name of Adrian, same name as me. I met Adrian at the Hukilau, and he was kind of... Uh, also Doc's- in the rain. Also in the rain. That's right. You only see that guy in the rain. Oh, man. I forgot about that. He was Doc's right-hand man at Hukilau. Okay. And so it was nice to see him again. Um, and I had the Desert Oasis. Ah. I had the Doc's Grog. Zombie Village. How was the Doc's Grog? Is it based on a Navy Grog? I think so. Okay. Uh, I think Good? I may have, may have taken a picture of the menu. I don't know. That was seven drinks ago. Yeah. But no, no, it it was very nice. I would order it again. So the Desert Oasis, uh, obviously named after the Desert Oasis room, made with mezcal. I know you don't like the mezcal. Uh -uh. Um, Uh-uh. You know, the mezcal and and I think it's got agave in it, which is like, you know, uh, an ode to the desert. Right. right? So there you go. I only had the one and done there. But I did do a shot. Before I left, Doc pulled me over and he said, hey, do a shot with me before you leave. And I said, all right. And I don't remember. I'm sorry, Doc. I don't remember what it was that we shot, but it was uh, smooth. It was good, flavorful, and smooth. Uh, And it wasn't aged wrong, but I don't remember what it was. One guy gave me and Humu these little sampler drinks that were really nice also. That was very cool. He's like, something we're working on, give it a shot. And it was nice. Oh, very cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, Did we go anywhere after that? No. Okay, so... That's the wrap that up was of, it, and we, me and you, were like, yeah. I well, think we had we we spent ten hours, yeah, on the road, right. So, you know, well, I mean, some people were saying, you know, we could go to Whitechapel and just look around, and I was like, I'm not throwing gin on top of everything we just had, and then also I just, I and I'm glad we wrapped when we did because yeah. we left the city at midnight. And we did. We actually weren't back at buzzes and. You know, ready for bed until like one, one thirty. Right. You know, getting close to two a.m. when it, when we turned the lights out. And I, we were, you know, we were kind of planning on getting up like at nine or so yeah, the next day. I didn't sleep very well that night. I didn't either. And um, yeah, I kept having to go up and use the restroom because the alcohol was dehydrating me. And every time that I thought that I had emptied the bladder. 20 minutes later, I had to go again, so I'd have to get up and go to the bathroom. That happened for several hours for me. So I was dragging. It'd be cool if you could put your bladder, like, on your nightstand, like, next to your glasses, <laughs> and then just turn it back on in the morning. And What would be cool is if you could just pull it out and bring it out like a sponge. 
Yeah. You know, into the toilet or, you know. Leave it on the windowsill to dry out. out. Let it dry out. Put it back in later when you need it. Right. Um, But I got to go to Buena Vista for the first time (laughs) after walking by it for 20 plus years. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, The weather was actually a benefit to us because the place was rather empty and we were able to get street seated parking. Well, right street away. Street parking, too. Right? Street parking. Yep. And we got seated right away. And we had those Irish coffees. Now, that, those are good. Those were good Irish. That, that's that's my favorite Irish coffee. Those were good. And yeah. dare I say, very well-balanced Irish coffee because they weren't boozy. Nope. They weren't sweet. Nope. They weren't coffee-ish. Right. Like, I mean, all no, the flavor tasted, was, was just perfectly yeah, balanced. Yes. And... Um, I guess they serve a million of those a year, huh? Uh-huh. Because for as slow of a day as it was, they were still lined up across the bar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So... And uh, it, everyone at the table had one. Had two. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, <laughs> in the restaurants. <laughs> oh, yeah. And everyone at a table in the restaurant had one. And then, you know, when I, when I yawned for a second, uh, someone ordered two. Yeah. So we had two rounds of that. I had the crab omelet. That was good. I had a sausage and cheese omelet, which was very good. And the sourdough... And the sourdough was bread. like, come on, that's so good. So stupid Northern California. If sourdough. you're if you're a fan of the show, you know that sometimes we do these crawls. We call them secret crawls because we try to keep the participant count low. And the reason why we do that is because you know when you when you get into a bar, you have a different experience walking in as a quartet, sitting at the bar itself. Instead of walking in as a group of 40 or 50 being dropped off by a bus, shuttled to the back of the room, and then served a punch from a waitress that was brought in specifically to serve our group. Right. So we do these secret crawls to keep the, the, the head count low. And it's also easier on the Uber or Lyft situation, right? We can yeah. all fit in one car. Right. And it's, you know, it's not like herding cats, right? Right. If one place is, is in our favor and we need to leave in a hurry. Right. We're gone. Right. So um, what I'm getting at here is that, uh, uh, you know, this particular thing that we did up here was also a small kind of thing where we wanted to squeeze in a bunch of different spots. Um, You know, new spots to us. New spots to us. So Buena Vista was new to me. Right. And got to enjoy that. Yeah, no, I, I knew, I mean, well, the last time I was here, I went to the Buena Vista and was like, this is my favorite thing before 11 a.m., even though we didn't get there till 1.30. But still, right. it was my new favorite thing during the day in San Francisco. And so I knew that you would like it. I know you I love, enjoyed it. I loved you it. You love drinks along the bar. I do. And I was like, okay, he's he has to go here. And I posted a video of that on my Instagram stories of the guy who was making that, you know, and he does it like, you can tell he's been doing it for many years. Yeah, and he's doing it with a smile on his face. Yeah. So, you know what I like about the bars that we visited this weekend? They're either black jacket or white jacket bars. And what I mean by that is that, for example, at the Buena Vista, they were all wearing the white tuxedo jacket. Right. And then we went to Skoma's right. after that. They were all wearing the white tuxedo jacket. Yes. Uh, later that evening, and I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we went to dinner at Marin Joe's and they were all wearing the black tuxedo jackets. Yes. So, um, you know, we don't have a lot of that in Southern California. The only place that pops into mind is Musso and Frank's. I know that there's more, and I'm not counting like Lowry's or anything like that, but 
Is there anything that I'm missing about that? Do you know any other spots that... I think the Del Rey. Okay. And Pico Rivera. Um, yeah, there's a handful of them. I mean, we'd have to, you know, take some time to figure it out. But, yeah, we have our share of them. Right, right. So, back to our day. Uh, food was good. Yep. We crossed the street and we took our tourist photo we on, took, the, uh, on the yeah. cable car, yeah. on the turntable, yeah. right? Where they spin around right there. Yeah, I wish we would have taken like six of those. I'm not happy with the way <laughs> my, two, my two turned out. <laughs> does it look like the train is moving or does it look like a prop? Oh, it looks like a prop. Yeah. But it's fine. I mean, everyone's happy. All three of us, me, you, and Paul Kramer. Shout out to Paul Kramer Shout for coming out to Paul along Kramer. with us. Thanks for taking the Bart out from the East Bay yep. to come hang out with us. And, and call then, him East Bay Cray. East Bay. <laughs> <laughs> and then we worked our way over to Skoma's. Now, that's my first time at Skoma. And Me too. It's a nice hidden little gem over there, you know. Uh, I wish we could have had more time to eat there. Yeah, had we not, you know, had I not had seven pieces of sourdough bread in my stomach. Dude, there was... There was this smell of grilled, and I guess it's like, you know, when they're grilling steaks. Right. And steaming seafood at the same time. Mm -hmm. That that smell combined just smelled so divine. We should come up with like a surf and turf candle. Yeah. Oh, my God. It smelled so good. And I thought, oh, maybe we ate at the wrong place. You know. But but Buena Vista was great. Yeah. And we needed breakfast. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, as far as you know, now I know Buzz wanted us to see this bar. What did you know about it? Is that bar always been like that, that circular bar? Yep. Oh, it has. Okay. Yeah, from, from what I can tell. I've never been there before either. And I hadn't even heard of the place until, I think, last weekend when some other friends of ours were there. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm, you know. Okay. I was, I was excited and blown away and everything was awesome. Yeah, and it was neat, like. You know, where it's located is right by where all the crab boats are. Right. I wanted to see that pier or the docks with the seals on it, but that's okay. Oh, yeah. That's way on the other end. Okay. Yeah. We'd have to walk. Uh, and it was raining. so. Right. I also want an Irish coffee in a bread bowl. That's <laughs> next time I come up there. So here's the thing. You know, I'm not a San Francisco local, so I'm okay with being and acting like a tourist and I like getting the sourdough bread bowl down at the wharf yes and being like you know where all the seafood is being steamed and cut and fried and all that kind of stuff and I'm a little bit I'm not I wouldn't say disappointed I wish we could have squeezed something like that in well had we been able to wake up and had breakfast at a decent time possibly you know we could have walked around a little more and then maybe been hungry again because yeah. I wasn't hungry until dinner time, and even then I was like, not even hungry. But um, no, I know what you mean. And last time I was there, Mark Holt did take me to the wharf, and I did get my sourdough bread bowl. Yeah. And you know, like uh, last time I was in Las Vegas, I was with Frank Bruce, and we tried to find a ninety-nine cent shrimp cocktail or a dollar ninety-nine, or oh, I would have settled it? for like seven ninety-nine, and we couldn't find any. And it was a bummer. I mean, we were downtown. We were on Fremont Street. I would think that if there's any place you'd find it, it would be downtown. Yeah, and nothing. And it was a bummer because there's, you know, touristy things. I, I don't, I'm don't. i not saying drink a hand grenade when you're in New Orleans, but 
a bread bowl in San Francisco and a shrimp cocktail in Vegas. Those, I'm okay with those things. Where do you get a hand grenade in New Orleans? Everywhere on Bourbon Street. You know, the hand grenade cocktail, it comes in like the big yard with oh, a plastic hand grenade uh, on yeah, the bottom. I never drink that. Oh, yeah, so, don't like, do that. The thing is that people always say to me, oh, you go to New Orleans, you need to go to Pat O'Brien's and get a hurricane. Yeah, that too. We, well, you do. It's horrible. You do, you gotta go once. Yeah, but every time I go out there, they all, everyone wants to stop there at least once and get... No, no, no. The first time you go... I don't have to do it every time. If you went to New Orleans in 1997 and had a hurricane, you're good for life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. And the last yeah. time I was in New Orleans, I did it again. But I did well, it because I was with Tim... And he hadn't done it. So I was like, all right, well, you know, you got to pay your dues, dude. Go, we got to go down to I Pat stood O'Brien's outside and watched him from the outside. Yeah, well, so, um, <laughs> you know, it's funny that they are using a, a hurricane mix, right? right? And they're the originators of the hurricane. Right. I, I, I kind of liken it to Trader Vic's where Trader Vic's, they created this Mai Tai that so many bars are trying to do respectfully right. and do authentically and you go to Trader Vic's the creator of the Mai Tai and they're using a Mai Tai mix right I mean so, I think you can still ask for a scratch Mai Tai and get a real one but it's you're defeating yeah right right no, and right. you know what I'm glad Pat O'Brien's is still there um, get get a Diet Coke right so I, I know we transitioned a little bit talking about New Orleans but oh yeah back to San Francisco yeah, yeah yeah so yeah there are some great bars in New Orleans we can talk about that another time <laughs> Old Absinthe House and uh, and what's the uh, Latitude 29 Latitude 29 and then I'm thinking the oldest bar in America the one that used to be a uh, uh, a blacksmith um, shop um, so I know people are yelling at their their radio right now but so anyway let's go back to uh, San Francisco Scomas Scomas has uh, some nice classic cocktails. They do. Uh, you did the Pisco Punch. Pisco Punch, which is very nice. Do you normally like Pisco? I like Pisco Sours, but like, you know, if I have two a year, I'm great. The Pisco Punch was good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't normally like Pisco. Did you ever get any of that Pisco that came in the... Um, in the, like the, 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 the decanters and stuff? The Easter Island Moai head? Yeah. Do you ever get that? I've gotten it. I've given it as gifts. Have you ever used it? No. So. Well, you know, I, I took it to Spence one time and he made a bunch of Pisco. He likes Pisco a lot. When that first came out, I remember on Tiki Central people posting, what do I do with this? How, you know, how, how, how do I use this in a drink? And I remember being uh, people being puzzled by how to use Pisco in a, in a cocktail. But... You know, I see it on cocktail menus yeah. pretty frequently. So, uh, but they did a good punch over there. They did. And um, and it was a nice atmosphere, so we're definitely going to have to put that back. Yeah, yeah, we're, we'll go back for dinner. Yeah, we'll have to put that back on our list. Yes. So or lunch. We'll so, go. yeah, so leaving the wharf, we crossed the Golden Gate, and we went to San Rafael to a new bar called California Gold. Now, for those that don't know who Cal- what California Gold is or who's involved with that, Mark Kate is a share owner there and the decor was done by Notch. So we're excited to go see that bar. And I don't know where I could pull an Isaac joke out of this, like Isaac the bartender, but the bar is owned by a guy named Isaac. Yep. And um, Good guy. 
good guy, friendly guy. Drinks were good. So again, another place with classic cocktails. Yeah, solid drinks. Cool decor. Cool decor. Uh, Martin sent us on a scavenger hunt after we posted on Facebook that we were there. And there's some interesting stuff in there. There is a radiator fan from a old Model T Ford. There is a backpacking squirrel. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, what else did we find? I up think there? there's a raccoon in a canoe or something. Yeah, something like that. And uh, there was a few other machines, old machines. Was that a juicer that was like this is some vintage juicer or something up on top? So um, and there was some uh, PNG artwork I think here and there. Yeah, and... yeah, a little bit of tiki stuff intersprinkled. Yep. With in the other decor now, California Gold, I guess, is a reference to the Bay Area or San Francisco area having been the hotspot for the gold rush. And so would you say this is more of like a turn-of-the-century theme? Yeah, it's almost, um, yeah, it's almost, you know. Darkwood booths. It's, it's almost bar. Western. How about that? Okay, but not Western. But not, yeah, but if you open the door and they were playing like Knott's Berry Farm music. saloon like, Yeah, you'd be like, okay. Upscale saloon Right, but it is not a tribute to Huell Hauser Bar either. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, and for the people that are outside of California, <laughs> Huell Hauser was the host and producer of a long-running television show on public TV out here called California's Gold, where he would highlight a lot of unknown things about California. He maybe would go to the Salton Sea uh, on one episode, and another episode go to the Underground Garden up in Fresno. Right. You know, so... Um, I, I, I don't know if it was a tribute to that. Or what would he whatever. say if he saw the bar, California Gold? And it's amazing. Look at that. It's amazing. Louie, <laughs> Louie, come over here. Watch your step, Louie. Watch your step. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I've never had a reason to go to San Rafael. This is the first time. Is it San Rafael or is it San Rafael? San Rafael. I don't know. I don't know. Tomato, tomato. Is it the Caribbean or the Caribbean? You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, so anyway, San, San, San Rafael. Okay. <laughs> so, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, I've never been there before, so this is the first time I've been out there. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, the drinks were great, but, um, you know, it's it's not close enough to the spots that I hit when I'm in the city. So, if you guys are planning to go out there, just keep that in mind. It's not a short jaunt. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's going to take uh, a lot of your afternoon, I yeah, believe. Yeah, that was a field trip. Yeah. And yeah. I, I didn't realize, you know, I'm just like Northern California people, when they come down to Southern California, they're like, you know, I want to go to the Formosa and I want to go to Trader Sam's. And I'm like, okay, which day did you want to do yeah, which exactly. one? Because right, it's going right, to take right. us two and a half hours in traffic to get to either one. Right, so right. you get to do one. Right. Um, so you're not zipping around. And uh, yeah, we went out there. And next thing I know, it was four hours later. Yes, exactly. It, it did consume a lot of our day. We ended up over at... And we got a late... I mean, we didn't leave the house till one, so... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So that's partly our it fault. It still felt like 9.45, though. Yeah. Um, dinner at Marin Joe's. Lovely. You had the hamburger steak. I had the hamburger steak. So we were joking, and, and it was an innocent question that 
I, I, I asked Boris, so is that ground beef that was hand-formed into a steak, or did they use a mold for that shape? And it was uh, it was an authentic, serious question, yeah. innocently coming from me now. So in my defense, when I was a little kid, my mom would use a round mold to put ground beef in, that would press it into hamburger patties. Right. So in my mind, a hamburger steak had a mold that was the shape of a. Oh, I'm sure something. they have some. No, oh, in the, right. in the shape of a steak. <laughs> the shape yeah, of a no, steak. It, it was, it was a rectangle. It looked like a big brownie, and it was, honestly, it was it was good. But the, on the menu, it said all our steaks have onions in them. Okay. So it was more like a meatloaf. Okay. But it was nice. Did it taste like hamburger or did it taste like steak? It tasted like hamburger, but it had like a char on it. Okay. And uh, that made it a little steaky. And there were some vegetables on my plate, which I probably haven't had since July. So that's good. (laughs) And uh, I took some of Buzz Deadwax's Bernier sauce. Right. And that pepped it up a little bit. Right. And uh, it was nice. I have Buzz went big on that one, man. Buzz went big. He got a T-bone or something, right? Yeah. A ribeye. He got T-bone a ribeye. Rib rib cider, you know, the right comes with a cider ravioli, and he got sauce, and he got a cocktail, and he got a, he got a Manhattan, I think, or did he get an old-fashioned? Um, I think he might have gotten a Manhattan. Got a Manhattan and an espresso. He was he was comfy. Yes. Well, they put us in the honeymoon booth. They did. So there's a booth over there that's flanked by wine cabinets. Well, I shouldn't say flanked, surrounded by... It's like a little cove with wine cabinets that have they have wine bottles in. And it's decorated with, like, these tiny little honeymoon lights yep. and foliage and stuff. I think that was Christmas decor. But it, <laughs> but, it, but it felt like we were in the honeymoon booth. But, you know, I got to say, so I had the... Marin Joe's special, which is like a ground beef uh, that dealio. everybody was raving about. Yeah, you, you gotta know, like, get it. I honestly was uh, disappointed by that. And it What's was like a, a scrambled egg, right? With, it was like it just was like a casserole. Okay, it was yeah. like a ground beef casserole with spinach and eggs and onions. I'm not a big mushroom quiche guy. I like omelets, but like I like my eggs generally before 11 a.m. Yeah, Unless I should it's order on a pancake a, or something. So the thing about Marin Joe's, you know, when we first walked in and I saw the wall where they were basically cooking and grilling the, the steaks and all that kind of stuff, and then all also the the jacketed wait staff, right, and cooking staff, I thought, uh, okay, this kind of reminds me of Moose and Frank's. And so when we sat down and I looked at the menu, I was, to be honestly. Uh, to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised about the prices. Yeah, that was. I thought it was going to be more expensive. Right, they were all really reasonable. But I guess, like you know, you could you could get anything from a filet mignon to a burger. Right. Um, and I probably should have picked one of those instead of the Marin Joe's special. So, Same here. But uh, so I was disappointed in that. But hey, you know what? Um, it was fine. Well, okay. Before we got to Marin Joe's, though. Isaac told us to go to something something Roadhouse or something. Uh, back back backwoods. Okay, something like that. Something like that. And we pull in the parking lot, and the coolest valet ever. Yeah, comes out, 
sees that we're trying to get a picture in front of the place, uh, takes the picture for us, and then we, two of our friends, Coyle and, and uh, Paul Kramer, East Bay Cray, come out and say it's a 90-minute wait, so it's clear we're not staying. The guy still takes our picture... And it's like more than friendly about still like, jolly, still jolly about us leaving. It was he was great, super helpful, wow. super cool. Two less cars he had to park. Two less cars he had to park, but also you know two less tips he got to keep, and he was that nice about it. So you know what I find ironic is Isaac said you're probably going to have a better chance getting into that that spot oh. than Marin Joe's. That's part of why we went there because they said that it was bigger. Right. So you know, on a night like tonight, it's probably going to be easier for you to get in there. It was jam packed. Yeah. And Marin Joe's was like a five minute wait. Right. And I mean, it looks like it's packed all the time because they have like valet like holding stations. Yeah. Built into the you know like spray painted onto the parking lot. Yeah. 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 True. Um, but you know, it was. You know, I could have gotten, I could have had some better at Marin Joe's, but yeah. it is what it is. So let's go into the city now. We went after that to Last Rites. Last Rites. My first time there. It really, was nice and empty. Nice and empty. Really neat place. So what I like about Last Rites is they, they do have this escapist environment, right? Uh, they, 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 they take you away from the real world again, just like a tiki bar, no windows, no TVs, no clocks, none of that stuff. And it's very experiential and it's a different kind of concept that, you know, tiki has got that dark exotic vibe and so does last rites, but it's based on a plane crash. Right. And so there's the fuselage of an airplane, right? That serves as the bar. Yep. There are airplane style seats that have been fashioned in bar stools right which we didn't get to sit on because there which weren't we yeah, three because available. there weren't any available uh, there's the parachute that I believe that that's a real parachute yeah well why wouldn't it be how much is a used parachute well uh, yeah okay uh, and so they have that strewn throughout on the ceiling right amidst what would be I guess like a jungle like setting yeah it's very romancing the stone when they find the airplane in the jungle Indiana Jones like too, yeah. Because they have those giant skulls, giant right? skulls, and they've got the torches that flicker and all right. that kind of the, stuff. The walls are all you know like stacked stone, right? Stacked stone and good drinks. Yeah, very good. Best drink I had all weekend, I'd say, was was the actual Last Rites cocktail at Last Rites. Yeah, so we had the Last Rites cocktail, which was. Um, a blend of rums and a couple of secret mixes and that kind of stuff in there. Right. I think there was passion fruit. Yeah, definitely passion fruit and a smoking cinnamon. So, yeah, that they torch for you. Yep. So it's served with a torched cinnamon stick that's still smoldering when it's served to you. Yeah. So, and our server was great. Yeah, it was served in a neat little glass. So right. The double rocks glass with their logo and everything on it, which is really cool. Do you know who did the art on that? I don't. So. The oh, menus are done really well, too, because they look like a flight checklist. Right. And, um, and they're kind of hard to read. Um, they are. The, and the 20 looks like a 10. Or the 10 looks like a 10 20. looks like a 20. Was it the Voodoo Zombie Glass guy? Voodoo Zombie Glass. Oh, I don't know. It looks like his style. Will Penny? Yeah. Uh, we'll have to ask. Uh, unless people right. out there know. Uh, 
comment who, below. Who does the, the last rites artwork on their double old-fashioned glass? Yeah, I'm curious because now I'd like to see what other kind of artwork they have. Yeah, I want some. You know, are they doing tiki art? Right. Um, but it's, yeah, you're right. It kind of does have a Will Penny feel to it. So yes. uh, we'll have to look that one up. I need a painting of that style of me fighting a boa constrictor. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the visual. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we followed Last Rites by wrapping up the night at Bon Voyage. What a perfect way to say goodbye to the city by saying Bon, <laughs> bon Voyage. Voyage. So here are my thoughts about Bon Voyage. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, let me say first that I was excited about Bon Voyage because it's the Trick Dog people, and I like Trick Dog, and I, I've had good drinks at Trick Dog, and Bon Voyage has a mug. Sounds cool to me. Yeah. So, San Francisco has no shortage of themed experiences. And Bon Voyage, in my opinion, misses the mark. Now, it's safari themed, I guess? Uh-huh. Is that where the Bon Voyage is like, supposed I, to be like yeah, a traveler? I guess. Is it or well, something? Or a traveler? Like wild, you know, like animal themed? But it's all African animals. African animals. So, you know, there's an elephant on the wall. They were using a stuffed zebra to block off the staircase to essentially tell us that this upstairs was closed. Okay. Um, and I, I got the feel of... It just felt like a children's bedroom to yeah. me. Yeah. Because of the, uh, the stuffed animals and the whole, you know, safari animal theme. You know, with the zebras and the elephants and the lions and stuff. So it's almost granimally to you. It, well, you know, because when when my son was a toddler, his room was that theme, you know? Right. Like, we, we had those kind of pictures and, and toys in his room. Stuffed, stuffed elephants and stuffed monkeys and stuffed lions. Right. You know? And it's a cute theme for a, a, a kid's room. Right. And that's kind of how it came off to me. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a bad experience. The service was fine. Yeah, and we were there on a Sunday night, too, so it was, it was light, which is good. Sure. I've heard it gets packed and it's loud, so we lucked out there. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, I didn't get the, the mug. The drinks also were... They weren't bad, but they weren't overwhelming. I mean, like, I don't know if I'd ever go back. I wasn't excited about the drinks. They're all, like, serious, more serious cocktails. Sure. And, uh, you know, the kind that hurt while you're drinking them. I wouldn't want a tiki mug filled with a Negroni. No, no, (laughs) no. Yeah, well, you know, and that's the thing. The tiki mug is kind of, you know, it looked like something you'd find at the San Diego Zoo. It was very rainforest cafe light. Animal-y. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, so those are our thoughts about that. But, you know, I'm glad we saw it. I yep. mean, we, you, we have to, you have to try. You have to you try. Yeah, if and, you've never you know, been there, you, have to, you, you just have to try. I'm so. probably wrong, but people love it, and uh, good for them. I sure. won't be in their way. Sure, but, you know, if you're living in a town that's got everything. Yeah, th- there's a huge selection of top-end bars to go to. 
you know, it's it's going to be hard to compete with that. You know, we're going to have high expectations of what what you put out. So yes. So there you go. And I don't even remember what part of town it was in. Is it? Is it? It felt like it was kind of. I mean, it was close to last rites. Close-ish. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Those are my thoughts on that. Right. Um, we are headed back home now. We're on the five freeway. We got a much smoother ride going home than we did coming up. Yes. And um, I'm slightly tired. I don't think I'm hungover anymore. Okay. But um, it was a good trip. You know, I, I like doing these kind of short things. We can experience a lot within a short window. You know. Yes. Uh, um, I guess the whole, you know, if you had a superpower, what would you choose? The whole like uh, transporting thing would be nice. Yeah. So that we didn't have to go up through that weather. You know? Right. But um, what's next? What, if, if we were to go back, what, what, were, what are some of the bars that we missed? Well, I would have gone to Whitechapel for the first time. So I've been to Whitechapel before and I enjoyed it. It's always good to go into Smuggler's Cove. Right, Smuggler's. Happy 10th anniversary, Smuggler's Cove. Happy, Coming. yeah, oh, happy is anniversary. Is it 10 or is it 11? It's, it's 10. Okay. It's, and actually, you know, yeah, so I'm glad that you, you brought that up. Martin Kate is a good friend of ours, a good friend of the show. And so, you know, to, to have any business last a decade is an accomplishment, you know, especially a bar that's in a very competitive market. Right. You know, uh, is, is a hell of an accomplishment. So congratulations, Martin. We're sorry we didn't get to the Cove this time around, but what we were trying to do was see things that we hadn't seen before, so... Right. Um, and we and we, we checked out, you know, uh, California Gold. Yeah, well, we did, and, and Martin is a partner in that bar, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, so we did still find a way to put a couple of pennies in his pocket. Yes. Thank you, Martin and Rebecca. Thank you, Martin and Rebecca. Um, so, okay, next time... You're saying Smuggler's Cove will go back there. We need to go White back Chapel. in there and tap around uh, Whitechapel. Um, yeah. Oh, PCH. I know that PCH is doing Miracle this week, and we're going to get a bunch of Miracles down in L.A., the Christmas theme bar. Right. So I didn't want to go to another Miracle in a different town. When, you know, I, I wanted to get the experience I can get at PCH during a regular day, not right. when it's a, right. a themed situation that I can get back in LA. So I'm glad you brought up Miracle because now I know we are talking about our short San Francisco jaunt, but I, you know, since you brought up Miracle, I do want to bring up the Sip and Santa experience that we had at Strongwater. That was nice. So I want to give those guys a shout out too. So Robert and Ying who own Strongwater in Anaheim. I'm going to write a song for Strongwater right now. Oh, are you? Okay. Strong water is the place to be. (laughs) (laughs) So, so strong water. uh, Let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Um, It's another experiential bar that just opened. They had like soft openings a couple weeks ago, but they officially opened. Last Monday. Last Monday. And this bar is also a the concept of a, a shipwreck. Another a, shipwreck. A overturned ship. Who's piloting these ships? I don't know, man, but I, I don't want to be on uh, on the one that overturns. <laughs> you know, they all overturn and they all start drinking, right? Yeah. So, uh, overturned ship, there's a Kraken in there, 
and um, craft cocktails up front with a gin bar in the back. Now, Robert Adamson has won Bartender of the Year in the past, and so he's he's got some pretty good drinks, and the food was not bad. You they know, have a, a local really loco burger that is delicious. Delicious. Now, you know, in addition to the great food and drink, what, what really stands out for me with these guys is the, the service, the customer service. They make you really feel welcome. Yep. And... And they make you feel like they appreciate that you are there, you know that, that you feel like you know uh, that they're that they're they're, they're happy. genuinely yeah, glad they're, that they're you're genuinely there. glad that you're supporting them. So it's easy to support them because you feel appreciated. Yes, right. And the bartenders, you know, they 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 take care of you very well. Yep, and cool to see Sarah the bartender. Cool to see Sarah the bartender. Sarah Adriano is in the back. Uh, slinging gin drinks that night. Well, I don't, I don't even know if they were doing gin drinks that night, but, but she took care of us. So shout out to Sarah, and shout out to Ash, and who's the other one? What was his name Drew? I think it was. Okay. Up front. So uh, shout out to those guys for taking care of us up front. So if you guys are ever down in the Anaheim area, check out Strong Waters, just around the corner from the Anaheim Packing District, and if you're if you are feeling uh, ambitious, you could possibly even walk. Yeah, it'd be better to get a reservation, but you can stand, or you, you can sit at the bar without one. Uh, yeah, but you have to take your chances on that. Yeah, because, well, uh, I believe they're booked solid through January for all their tables, which will give you an indication of how busy it will be probably if you showed up on a Friday or Saturday night to try to get a stool at the bar. Right. But, uh, but there you go. So, um, any final thoughts? Um, I'm glad we're moving. I'm glad we're moving along. Uh, I, that was a great weekend. Thanks, Buzz Deadwax, for putting us up. Yeah, special thanks to Buzz Deadwax for putting us up. Everyone who came out to see us, Humu and Bill Straw yeah. and John Coyle and East Bay Cray. East Bay Cray. Is that really his name now? Is that what we're naming it? East Bay Cray? Paul Kramer. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks to everybody that came out to meet us. Thank you, Buzz, for hosting us. And thanks for the Buzz Ties. Yeah, thank you for the Buzz Ties. And uh, hopefully we'll get up there again soon. Yeah, no, the, so. the Dalta Tiki Lounge is a magic place. It sure is. It is. It is. So. I like everything about that place is great. Yeah, yeah. All right, party people, I guess that's it. We will catch you on the next episode. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.